0: Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power
1: to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDIC.
1: Welcome to the Fanatical L Show. Part of the L Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bring you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Hey, and welcome to the Fanatical Elves Network. We're a bunch of wild and crazy guys. I have Elliot tonight here joining us. I'm uh, John Suchan, and we are glad to have you as part of our show on this Thursday night as we get ready to tackle the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. Browns fans are coming off of a high with their big win over the San Francisco 49ers, the previously undefeated 49ers with a big uh, upset uh, win. How are you tonight, Elliot?
0: I'm raring to go. I've got a lot of things on my mind. I'm kind of mad about a few things. I don't think the Browns are getting sufficient credit for what they're doing. And uh, let's let's go ahead. Why don't you give me some yes. questions or some topics, and okay. I'll fire back.
1: Do you like do you like do you like my haircut? By the way, Elliot, I don't know if you can see my hair. I got it really. John, you're
0: such hair. a handsome fellow. You would oh, look good you. no matter what you did to your hair. But yes, it looks <laughs> very nice. <laughs>
1: All right. So first stop, let's just talk, just review, br- briefly talk about, you know, what we saw the 49ers. I know we've talked about it on some of our other shows. You talked to Elliot a little bit about the on it on the Brownie acts, but, you know, just the overall take, you know, coming away from the the 49er game, uh, you know, what were your what were the best things that you saw the Browns uh, do in that game? What What were some of the highlights for you?
0: For me, the only thing you can say is that the Browns played dominating defense, the likes of which we have not seen in the modern era. There's nothing that you can say that's too positive. The the Mm -hmm. Browns defense is incredible. The Browns offense, on the other hand, not so much.
1: You know, when you start looking at it, Elliot. You know, I we all have been looking at our statistics and on the defensive side of the ball, and I know you have a lot to share here in a little bit. Um, you know, one of the things that just stood out to me when I start looking at NFL, just NFL.com, and start pulling up these stats, and the Browns are literally defensively ranked number one in almost every category that you can think of. Um, and if they're not number one, they're number two or number three, and it's just impressive. So. Um they have a big game coming up. I know we're going to talk about this defense and I'm going to give you the floor for that. Let's briefly talk about Deshaun because uh Deshaun Watson uh did practice today for the first time in ages. Um we did the whole Deshaun Watson uh, watch party last week. Uh got a little bit more optimistic yesterday when he spoke to the media and then today he was out on the field uh, I understand he threw anywhere around a dozen to a couple dozen passes longest throw he had they said was like 30 yards it's funny because he's practice you know but um you know it's part of the pro- practice it's part of the process so where are you a at game. with practice so Elliot, where are you with deshaun this week i i don't think he's going to play personally um just because it's scattered and there isn't a a ton of confidence and it's part of the process. Um, So I imagine the Browns are going to take it easy with him and he will not play Sunday, but I wanted your take on that.
0: Well, let me give you some better take than my take. Let's go to the Mayo clinic website and ask, what is a micro tear of the rotator cuff? Shall we ask Mm. that question rather than have stupid sports writers like us try to, analyze something that we know nothing about let's ask the mayo clinic for their opinion yes they're talking about the rotator cuff and various levels of tears and strains they say that when the rate of breaking down exceeds the ability of the tendon to rebuild that in other words the tendon these Mm. tendons quote are in a constant state of rebuilding and breaking down okay this inflammation is known as tendonitis Okay, uh-huh. and that's what a micro tear is. In the extreme cases, inflammation can result in the failure of the tendon, known as rotator cuff tear. Mm. Um, so what they're saying is that the uh, that tendonitis is the same as a micro tear. You know, there's some uh-huh. microscopic coming apart of uh, tissues that are inside the the uh-huh. uh, joint not the joint, but the, the tendon. Okay. And that's what a micro tear is. It's tendonitis. And so it sounds horrible to say micro tear of the rotator cuff,
1: but if you just say
0: (laughs) so bad, if you say that it's tendonitis, um, right. So, okay. So, uh, that's what the Mayo clinic has to say. And, um, you know, that this is not something that, according to the website of the Mayo Clinic, necessarily um, requires surgery. They're saying that well, yeah. you strengthen the muscles and mm-hmm. you have to uh, give it some rest, let it heal, and mm-hmm. you know, allow the healing process to outweigh the tearing down process. Right. Okay. And then, you know, it can be you know made worse if you keep on over stressing it but uh it so i mean we yeah we saw him that serious
1: so you saw him today you know it's the process of maybe you know today he was throwing relatively short passes but the fact that he was out there is a good step in this process i just don't think based on what you're saying and the time frame i just don't see the Browns rushing this, they probably figure they're playing the Colts, a a, a decent team we can talk about here in, in a, in a minute. Uh, it's an indoor uh, stadium game. PJ um, PJ Walker did a, a halfway decent job or did enough um, with that interesting offense of the Browns uh, to get the win. So maybe they're, they're betting on that again and uh, locked and ready to go with their defense. Um, so do you, I mean, do you think the Sean's play Sunday or are you, do you, based on what you you're saying tonight? Well, I'm not. I'm not
0: an expert, but it sounds like the tendon has to heal.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, the healing process involves strengthening muscles around it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it involves just allowing the, the um, cells in the tendon to, regenerate yeah, we're, but, but, but
1: we're in a rush here Elliot we're in a rush we're Browns fans we want <laughs> we, yeah we well this, this it didn't
0: it didn't work for Baker Mayfield to rush him into action with a bum shoulder and that was his left shoulder yeah I don't think we should rush I don't see the point of rushing uh Watson into right. action and making it worse I don't know that I necessarily agree that Watson is better than either of our backups and by the way, I have another thing that I really got upset about is that uh, Pro Football Focus ranks um, uh, yeah. Dorian Thompson-Robinson's performance against Baltimore uh, more highly really? than P.J. Walker's performance uh, against San Francisco. <laughs> and What uh, the you know, hell Post- are they day, watching? Well... You know, they always said, oh, we're just grading how well they executed the plays that they were given. We're not evaluating their talent level and all this kind of stuff. I would just like to know what it is that they well, saw against Baltimore that they thought was so good uh, that DTR got rated more highly than PG. P- I just P- really think that they need to rethink what their grading system is doing. I don't You're think that, it you that it's not. It's not yeah. passing the smell test for me. And you can, you know, quibble all you want about. Oh well, it's not doing. You know, evaluations over the talent level and blah 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 blah. blah. Well, what is it doing? You know, that it's eluding no. me at this point, and I'm going to get into that some more uh, okay. in a bit as well.
1: Elliot, the uh you know the PFF stuff. They, um I actually signed up. They and they initially. Had some positions that I looked at about a year ago, and started doing the training on that. And it's a lot um, that they expect of you um, to analyze um, players and such. So I, I mean, I, I stopped the process myself because I knew I was not qualified or ready for such a. Uh, it's a lot of watching film, and and you need time, and so yeah, they
0: should hire me to fix they their.
1: They should. System. What they, they need fun. to do. <laughs>
0: what they need to do is to normalize their system based on the result of the play. In other words, if their play loses yards or something on offense, you shouldn't
1: be able to give
0: people overall good grades on the team.
1: So like when Elijah Moore runs backwards for 25 yard loss, they, or, or Jerome Ford last week ran backwards for about 15 yard loss um people shouldn't
0: be getting good grades on that play generally that shouldn't total (laughs) up to be a good grade and in particular you know the defense of the cleveland browns is playing at a historically high level that we have
1: not seen well let's talk about that in just a minute i want to i want to be i want to go to our break before we do that but i do want to stay stay with the offense there's a couple more things let's stick with the quarterback thing here pj walker um, you know what I imp- was impressed with watching the game, and I w- or being there, and then re-watching it on TV. And I haven't watched the whole thing toward the end, but the fact is that you know he is a veteran. He has played in a variety of systems uh, at the court, you know, at the UCL USFL and the, in the NFL. Everything but what that I, there is, yeah, yeah I didn't even, But but what I thought was was cool to me is that you know he threw some stupid interceptions where he just didn't read and his eyes were set and it was just horrible plays, but you could sense that he's a more of a veteran because he turned around and made some brilliant passes. I mean, the pass that he made to David Bell on the fourth and four play late in that game. I mean, watching it live and understanding at the moment that like, if you don't get that, the game's over and and he, I mean, he spun it, and he—it was a tight window. He—he he fixed it in there to David. David got a couple extra yards, and and they carried on with with that drive. I thought that was a tremendous play, and I—I got to give some props to, to to Walker. I thought he played so well. I know it wasn't a or in in moments. Well, not the whole game, but he he was able to come through when the Browns needed him, and I just wanted to give him some props. What did you think about PJ?
0: Well, yeah, I think P.J. has some talent. Um, You know, it's his first game with a team that he did not train with all summer. Yeah. uh, So I think that uh, it's acceptable. I'm not convinced that he's better than Dorian Thompson Robinson. You know, Mm -hmm. DTR made three bad throws and um, P.J. made two. Okay. So, yeah. You know, I think that the Browns backed off of a carefully made decision that they felt that DTR was ready to be an NFL quarterback based on the summer. And they said, oh, well, one game's enough to change our mind. Sorry, you know, let's go to a guy that uh, we have not had a great deal of experience with. And P.J., I think, is an NFL quarterback. It's not a horrible decision, but I thought, well. You know, do we not have confidence in our ability to evaluate quarterbacks? You know, so it does bother me. Yeah. Not, I, I would hesitate to say that you ought to trust my judgment better than the coaching staffs, but it doesn't really look good. It just doesn't quite sit right with me that they change their think, mind after okay. one game.
1: Let's switch to the running back game real quick. Are you any more, are you happier with where we are with the running back room? Yeah, yeah,
0: they definitely uh, stepped up a little bit. Uh,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, Jerome Ford had a good Mm -hmm. game, I think, Mm -hmm. against a superior uh, San Francisco 49ers defense. So you have to like that. Kareem Hunt, I think, is going to be a very good short yardage runner, maybe more than that. Yes. Uh, So I don't know that the Browns' running game has to be above average in order for them to win. It just has to be serviceable, and maybe they're making progress to get to that point.
1: You know what? I really like the – I want your take on this. You know, Elijah Moore, we've all been talking about Elijah Moore, blah, 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 blah. I don't – I think he's overrated. Okay. What I thought was really impressive, Marquise Goodwin, in that first half, when he he ran the same damn jet sweep that Elijah Moore does, and Marquise Goodwin, the veteran that he is, he found the crease. And, man, that kid can fly And he went 20, 25 yards. I'm like, dude, give him the freaking ball next week. If I want to see that play on AstroTurf in in Indianapolis next weekend, I want to see Marquise Mm -hmm. Goodwin on that jet sweep. Get rid of Elijah Moore on the jet sweep. Give that to Marquise Goodwin.
0: Yeah, well, Goodwin's not a
1: kid. You know, he's your age. Well, no. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs)
0: I but, did find uh, out
1: that I'm the eldest in my group at, at school today. I was talking to my colleagues and amongst my administrators and, and, and uh, counseling colleagues and found out that I was the eldest one. So I'm, I'm feeling a little bit aged here. So, okay, back to reality. Um, Mar- Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, he's fast. He's very fast and
0: um, does everything well. He's an mm-hmm. NFL receiver. And if you want him to run the jet sweep, he'll run the jet sweep. So he's a threat.
1: It's a it's a, it's a crying shame though that we haven't been able to use him on the deep ball because we don't have a freaking quarterback that knows how to throw the damn ball. Even Deshaun Watson has missed him uh a few times at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and I yes, just like yes, it's a, yeah. it's a shame because you're 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 ruining this op- option you've got with a really good I mean he's had success in other programs he's been yes. at. I think he played with the yeah. I want to say well, the Bills and he's played with the, the, the Seattle Seahawks.
0: You have to live with your limitations, and frankly, we have to live with the fact, in my opinion, that Deshaun Watson has not yet reestablished his place among the pantheon of greatness. Uh, He's not, hasn't, I hope that he will, but he hasn't done that yet, and perhaps he's had some problems with tendonitis in that shoulder all along, and we just haven't found out about it until now. I don't know, yeah. uh, but we haven't seen a, a really consistent long ball game from uh-huh. Deshaun, and we don't really expect to see that from PJ. Uh-huh. Uh, DTR might have, you know, the ability to do that, but we gave up on him after one game. Uh-huh. Um, so okay, you know, um- I don't think I don't think that's in the cards. They they don't need to be throwing bombs all over the ball yard. Did you, they only need to make a few yards on a possession and let the defense win the game. That's what we know one, about this team.
1: One one set play that I've seen that Stefanski has been running a little bit more. I don't know if it's specific, but he's been adjusting the the line on so like the third down and one where the Browns scored with Kareem Hunt. He shifted Harrison Bryant under center. And it was a b- beautifully, uh, you know, balanced play, created holes and opportunities for Kareem to go pretty much untouched. With He's used now Harrison Bryant a few times. You know, you think about like last year, they were using J- Jacoby Brissett because he was a bigger guy under center on those fourth downs. And now they've kind of inserted like their tight end, like Harrison Bryant on the, some of these little plays. And it worked for a touchdown. wanted your uh, quick take on that. What Do you like that? I mean, do you think the Browns – should continue to do that sort of um, unbalanced, or I don't know what you want to call that, just a, a different uh, scheme. Well, um, yeah, I'm kind of uh, uh,
0: maybe at best neutral on that and, and leaning against it. I don't know that we need to have quick plays and super clever right. offense in order to win. Again, I think that the Browns, based on how well the defense is playing, they can win Mm -hmm. with field goals and -hmm. they don't need to be doing crazy stuff and risking turnovers, having tight ends, handle the ball Mm -hmm. from center. Well, (laughs) it doesn't really make me feel happy. Uh, I think I'd rather play conservatively and uh, willing to accept going for it uh, or going for the field goal rather than, going from the first down in in, uh, short yardage situations. This is not the way that we did it last year. If you'd asked me this question last year, I'd do Uh the other way around. But this isn't last year. This year we have an unprecedented advantage in defense. We do not have the long ball offense that we had last year with Jacoby Brissett and uh, the wide receivers that we had.
1: Okay, that's fair. And and again, it's the disappearing act of Donovan Peoples Jones. I don't even think he was targeted, maybe once in that game uh, Sunday. Um, um, I think I think
0: he was, probably was targeted once or twice, okay. but he, he didn't he didn't star anyway. He didn't come up. Yeah, I, if, yeah. I was expecting four or five catches or something. Well, from I him, like seeing I don't David. Know what's going yeah. on there.
1: David Bell has only made the one catch, but it was a big catch. Uh at the end of the game, and you know, they've been using obviously Amari Cooper made some spectacular um mm-hmm. uh, catches and you know could He's have almost wonderful.
0: scored incredible. Oh yeah.
1: Um well but Bell uh, is a very yeah. good
0: receiver, you know, he will yes. catch the ball and move the chains, and I think mm-hmm. that's really what they need to have. All they need yeah. to do is catch the ball, move the chains a few times, mm-hmm. and that's good enough for this team.
1: Yeah. Um
0: to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
1: Okay, did you like those commercials, Elliot? Yeah. Do we sell lots of stuff? Oh, I think we did. I all think right. we, I just want to thank again all the fans of the Fanatical Elves Network. We have been building this product since uh, spring in April, and our downloads continue to rise every month every month we're 20 to 30% more downloads than we were the previous month. And that's only because you're tuning in to Apple, to Spotify, watching us on YouTube. We really need you to tune in though, to Apple, Spotify, and all the audio downloads. That's where we're making the big bucks. And, uh, you know, we, we, we cherish those, those, those pennies. So we can go back buy our happy meals every, every month. But, um, you know, just thanks again for following us. You know, we've been trying to do everything we can to uh, get you guys excited about the Browns, and, and we want to support um, all of you, and, and we want to provide good content. We've got a variety of shows that we present every week. Elliot had his Browniac show earlier today with uh, the, the Left Guard, which is an awesome program. Tune into them. They just That show just came out. Um, the Browns Blitz with Rod Bloom. Steve Gill has his Dog Pound South show and our young uh, rising star Sam out of Texas has his uh, Browns breakdowns so, and I have my Johnny Cleveland podcast and you know Elliot I had a really fun time this last week I you know Bruce Hooley some of people might know who listened to um, Cleveland sports or have read Cleveland sports I was reminded that Bruce wrote for the Plain dealer for 18 years um, and that's really how I started following Bruce because he was a writer for the Plain dealer and then he worked for ESPN Cleveland back from 2011 to 2016 and i would listen to his show um, on espn 850 when i was living out there in wichita after school i'd walk, do my little exercising walk and uh bruce uh bruce would come on so i had a really great opportunity to talk to him early this week check that out and uh, just you know i know joel is he's brought on some guests and uh, i'm sure and elliot you've been part of some shows with some guests too so we're going to continue to to, to to provide all of that as we move forward. So, yeah, Elliot. we going to have Taylor yeah.
0: Swift on soon. So we'll, No, we don't we'll have do Swift. No,
1: yeah, we don't, you know. I'm still not trying, today,
0: yeah. but soon, soon. It's, it's happening.
1: So, we got a big game. You know, we're going to talk about the defense now for the Browns. And, you know, as they were gearing up, they're going to be playing Baltimore. Uh, not Baltimore. Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, they're going to be playing <laughs> Colts. the Colts. Yes. Um, let's see. Baltimore used to be. Never mind. Okay, um, so the the thing is, is, okay. I think we're favored in this game. Not that that's a big deal. Um, they're three and three. The record. Uh, the Colts are three and three coming in this game. Um, they've had an up and down season. Uh, I want your take on all that too. But let's let's hit the, our Browns defense because right now, like we talked before the break, the Browns are like number one in like every every category mm. uh, p- possible. And uh, you've written a little bit for Dog Pound Daily. And some other uh, fans first about this extraordinary defensive performance to this point. We're five games into the season. What would you like to begin with uh, sharing tonight? Yeah, I've um, got some yeah.
0: some stuff for
1: you. Okay, we'll I pull got that some amazing here. stuff. Um, it's always amazing with you, Elliot. By the way, my my uh, my stepmom just loves you to death. You know, I've told you, Grandma, oh, Grandma Cookie, Grandma Pat. She just adores you. You know. Oh, and, I got a uh,
0: meter. I, I need yes. for that de- definitely.
1: <laughs> we're pulling up some. If you're watching this on YouTube or on the X, we're gonna show some uh, graphi- graphs here that Elliot has created. Okay, this is momentarily a PowerPoint,
0: yep. and I'll okay. I'll read this stuff so that you guys can
1: okay. follow and we're along. off to the side. Okay, I'm gonna get rid of my um let me okay. get my other banner here.
0: All right, what I've done is I've compared the two greatest teams since 1985 with our 2023 Cleveland Browns. That would be the 1991 Philadelphia Eagles and the 1985 Chicago Bears with Refrigerator Perry and all those guys.
1: Wow. What you'll
0: find is that the 2023 Cleveland Browns are giving up only 3.82 yards per play. Wow. 3.82. And uh, the Eagles were right behind the Cleveland Browns. They're giving up a little more uh, for the full season. I'm not saying that the Browns are for sure going to do this for the whole year. I suspect that they probably won't. Nevertheless, for the first five games, give them yep. their props. They have been better than the 1991 Eagles uh, statistically. That's a fact. It's right. not just an opinion. They have... Both of those teams were better than the 1985 Chicago Bears, statistically. Right. Bears gave up 4.38 yards. I'm taking a picture time. of this. We're going to post this on social media here. Yeah, go for it. Well, okay. Yeah, I'll send you the whole file, uh, John, after we're done with this. In terms of the passing yards per attempt, Cleveland Browns, 4.56. Eagles, 5.17. Significantly more. And the Bears were a little a b- little bit more than the Eagles at five point three nine. The Browns were better than both the Eagles and the Bears. That's so uh, impressive. You want to talk about yards per game? Uh, you know, maybe maybe the pass attempts were, were more. But no, the Browns have given up one twenty one point four yards per game, and then they held a uh, Brock Purdy, I think, even lower than that. Now uh, the Eagles. Gave up 150.8 yards per game, 30 yards more than the Browns per game. The Bears, 176 yards per game, uh, a lot more than either of those two teams. Yeah. Let's talk about the run. Okay, now here the Browns have actually given up uh, more than the Eagles. The Eagles were hands down the champion. Browns gave up 3.46. The Eagles were 2.97, which is really incredible. Right And the Bears were more than the Browns at 3.67. Now, mm-hmm. we should, uh, let's go talk about the uh, yards per game. Browns, 79. Uh, the Eagles, eight yards less at 71. Okay, And the Bears were a little bit higher than the Browns at 82.4. Now, I should also point out, however, that the Bears were famous for generating turnovers, and they got... Uh, more turnovers on defense than their offense gave up. The Browns are the other way around. Their offense has been turning the ball over a lot. Right, right. That's how the other teams get scores, by the way. They haven't really scored very many touchdowns against the defense. It's
1: been
0: uh, giveaways on offense and pick sixes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that there has not been a defense that has played like this uh, in recent history, the Browns have had a historically great defense, at least for five games. Nobody is saying that it's going to last like this uh, for the full season, but the Browns deserve their props uh, for five games. And they also, there's two conclusions from this. One is that they probably should change their strategy, realize that they're a defensive team now and strategize the game plan accordingly. Mm. And uh the other thing is is that I'm kind of ticked off at the the pro football focus just sort of gives them a meh grade yeah. on defense. It should whatever scoring system you use, I don't care what it is, it should give an excellent score to an it should excellent reflect team. that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, and I don't care what you say that? Oh well, it's not supposed to be how good they are. It's about how well they follow the game plan. And I don't care what you Bullshit. say. It's <laughs> pardon me. You can't say that on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> but okay, you know this. Is just, this is just nonsense. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> you have to go edit that out. But anyway, yeah, this is this is just it just doesn't make sense if you have the best team in the past past thirty years and you're giving it so so kind of grades that doesn't make any sense okay let's Uh, see where do we want to go from now i just
1: want to i just want to you know pause just before you go there um you know those are some just tremendous stats i think the rest of the country browns fans probably don't know that so we need to push that out on our network because Mm -hmm. that's some good stuff there elliot that's some you know you've you've taken the time and gone into that and i mean Yeah, that's something. National media
0: does not care
1: and has not noticed. That is no,
0: no. That's great. Okay, on the yeah, yeah. Am I predicting that the Browns are going to win this game easily? No. And the reason is is because our offense has already blown two games, despite excellent performance by the defense. Yeah. Way that they can blow this game is by hero ball, and by that I mean they can do unnecessary things on offense. They can do trick plays, which I don't think they need to do. Right. Uh, Also, they can do the Mike McCarthy uh, bomb calls. Uh, (laughs) Mike McCarthy, of course, is the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and he likes to call 40-yard bombs for no reason at random times. (laughs) Other risky passes that they don't need. Uh, I don't want to see improvisational ad-lib passes, the kind of things that Johnny Manziel used to do. We don't need to see that from the Cleveland Browns. I want to see reverse laterals and stuff like that. And I also think that they need to change their strategy for going for it on fourth down. Uh, Basically that strategy does result in the most number of points on the average. Okay. And I make a point of this in the next slide. Okay. That, um, uh, you know, I I said a a lot about this on the Brownie acts show that Uh we've known for years, us, uh, number geeks that on the average you get more yeah. points if you go for it on fourth down near the goal line but right. you also kind of randomize the outcome because sometimes you get seven instead of uh, uh three but sometimes you get zero and when you make uh, a random outcome it kind of gravitates towards a 50 or 500 i see yeah for winning the game but if you think that you're the favorite and you're probably going to win the game, you should take the more certain outcome. In other words, take the three points because you think you're yeah. going to win and the defense is going to stop them. <laughs> if you believe that that's true, take the three points, even though you'll have fewer uh, points on the average. You believe yeah. in the defense to hold yeah. them, and so that's a better strategy in the case when you are are confident. That the defense can control the score. Does that I think. Make sense?
1: Does I that think uh, yes, it does. And Elliot, I think you need to ch- I think you need to have your own show on this network called The Oracle Speaks. Yeah. He, okay. I think that needs to be the title of one of your new sh- upcoming shows. And I love your final comment there. Can Coach Stefanski, an offensive coach, morph his thinking? I love. Yeah. I th- it. I th- I, th- I think that's a
0: problem. Uh, you know, yeah. he's got an ego. And here we are, uh, we're giving all the accolades to the defense. And uh, here, you know, we're giving it all to uh, Jim Schwartz. And, wow, is he doing a great job. And he is. And Stephans can be, hey, what about me? Oh, I want to get credit for doing all. I want to be the hero that saves the day for the Browns. And I'm going to make the play call that everybody talks about on Monday. Do you think?
1: Elliot, let me ask you this. Speaking of that, and I think it's a good uh, uh, take here. When I was interviewing um, Bruce Hooley the other night, one thing that Bruce brought up was the visual um, of the Browns winning the playoff game against Pittsburgh. Go back to 2020 for a minute. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Kevin Stefanski was not on the sideline, was in his basement. That the fact they the Browns won the game, but even though he they're you know they won it, a lot of fans may Browns fans may they can't because there wasn't the visual of seeing him on the sideline, and that has some people thinking, like Bruce mentions, that maybe some fans you know can't correlate the two and still aren't giving maybe Stefanski enough credit and fast forward to now, like you're saying, is Kevin going to be, you know, jealous of Schwartz success and mm-hmm. therefore do some of this stuff. I wanted your take on that. Do you agree with, Bruce's take on that, maybe the visual, I mean, I kind of can understand. I, no, I don't,
0: I don't think that's you don't, like, that's, you that's, don't that's, agree. That's over the damn. That's, that's years. That's centuries ago. Okay. But I do think that it's hard for an offensive coach to change his thinking and coach in a defensive style. Mm. That's a tough thing to swallow that we're going to play defensive ball and low scoring mm-hmm. ball and just grind it out on offense. That's tough. And he may not believe that his offense is as bad as it actually is, but it is a bad offense. And he has to be able to accept that and realize that his quarterback has limitations and that he's going to have to kick field goals instead of get touchdowns. Okay. Well, let me,
1: Elliot, let me ask you this then. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about this game coming up Sunday because when I started looking at the stats of the Colts mm-hmm. and looking at their wins and losses and looking at their box scores and looking at yards and I didn't see these games I didn't watch them in person so sometimes you know numbers can be deceiving but what I noticed was that you know the on one hand the Colts Um, are gobbling up a lot of yards on offense. So they're moving the ball, Mm -hmm. they're picking up first downs, they're controlling the time of possession. I think in every one of the games, they were 350 yards plus. I think one game they had 460 yards of, of offense. And so countering that with this Browns defense that's been so heralded and what we just talked about comparing them to the Eagles and the Bears, do you think that everything that we've seen from the Colts is maybe a mirage and that we can uh, the Browns defense will be able to tackle the Colts and not, and like, you know, because every game the Colts have been 300 and some yards Mm -hmm. more or more, are we going to be able to shut them down? And, you know, do you think that's going to happen? I, I, well,
0: I think that uh, the, if the Browns lose the game, it will be because the offense loses it for them. I think that, that, they will give the ball away throw you know if they throw uh, four interceptions yeah that uh, Indianapolis could win I do like Gardner Minshew as a quarterback I think he's really underrated he should never have uh, been traded away uh as unceremoniously as he was by um yeah you know because uh Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback I think that was kind of crazy um but uh well, okay, maybe he asked for the trade, but anyway, he still wound up being a backup quarterback, but just for a different team. But I think he's he's a capable starter. Now, I think he's going to have trouble uh, with the Browns' pass rush because he's not really a super-duper scrambler, mm-hmm. and he's going to have to get the ball airborne in, you know, mm-hmm. like a second and a half. It's
1: a beautiful you want to, to um,
0: the, you want to go to the um,
1: yeah yep 11 versus 11? I really like the um the interception by uh, Martin Emerson by the way that was a hell of an interception mm-hmm. by the kid yeah um I was glad to see that he finally got one because I think he's just one of the best corners that the Browns have I know he screwed up there at the end or that last play. I didn't see it yet on film that where he was called for defensive interference in that last possession last week but mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, on to your. Okay. So well, if you're okay. listening for those, to us,
0: Elliot's Walk. Uh, yeah. do not have uh, video. Yeah. Uh, we've got the circles and the squares. The Browns are on top with the squares, and the Colts' offense is on the bottom with the circles. Mm-hmm. Um, blue means that they're superstars, basically. Uh, green means that they're very good, above average. Yes. Uh, yellow means average. Orange means below average, and red means that there's a real problem. And okay. uh, we're showing that the, the uh, uh, Colts have some pretty good players. Uh, Quentin Nelson at left guard, Ryan Kelly at center, both pretty good offensive linemen. They've, they're really pretty tough on the left side. Right side, maybe not as good with uh, Will Fries, or Fries, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, and uh, Blake Freeland. I think Freeland might be actually a backup who's been playing for the past couple of, or three games. Uh, Kyle Granson uh, has been on the injured list. I'm not sure. I think he's questionable. Don't know if okay. he's going to it a tight end. Uh, Alec okay. Pierce also is um, uh, injured at wide receiver. Now, Gardner Minshew, I have him at orange because he threw three interceptions, I think. Um, basically lost the game for him last week. But yeah. overall, I really like him. Uh, he's going to get his yards uh normally maybe not against the browns but he's normally mm. a pretty good quarterback yeah. Jonathan Taylor has been a you know he was a really good uh, running back 1800 yards uh two years ago last year he was an 800 yard running back this year he was holding out for more money and he hasn't gotten on track his first two games back so I'm no sure. he is not Yeah, I'm not sure if he's really Jonathan Taylor
1: right now, maybe in the future, but I'm not giving him – I think that's a huge advantage for the Browns' defense. Uh, I think he he hasn't gotten on track, and I don't think the Browns' defense is going to let him get on track. I think he's had, what, eight carries, nine carries last week, maybe even a few more. Yeah, he didn't really
0: do fantastic stuff. So I'm I'm not giving him the high score that uh, maybe he – ceiling is much more than his performance – now, on the Browns' yeah. side, I'm totally going against uh, pro football focus. I, I just can't agree with them giving them yeah. uh, average and below average. So everybody gets yeah. at least a green square. Uh-huh. And then the defensive ends, Garrett and Z'Darrius Smith, get blue squares. because yeah. They're all really playing at a very high level. Sure. And um, I think that uh, there, there are no weaknesses on the Cleveland Browns. Now, we, after is the Anthony
1: Francisco Walker going to play? He got knocked out, or had was he in concussion protocol or no? Uh,
0: yeah, he's Anthony Walker uh, was in a concussion protocol. and We don't know if he's going to play, but I, I right. think he was. Um, did
1: you I, see the, um, the? Did you see the pregame uh, the the high the the huddle of the defense last week? They released it on I think on a couple different sources. Uh, I think it was Juan Thornhill or Greg Newsom giving um a very emotionally spirited chat to their um his, their teammates they had to bleep out most of the, the words but <laughs> you know i i look back at all these other you know huddles like they show teams as they get ready to play their game like baker mayfield and even miles garrett and i'm telling you man i don't know when i saw and i think a lot of browns fans probably feel the same way it you felt like It felt different. It felt like that team was really connected. And, you know, listening to somebody like Jim Schwartz this week, I think he was talking about his team and they were talking about how these players are celebrating because Schwartz, I think is, is, you know, wants to see that it's part of what he's telling these guys. And he's basically saying if they can, they're doing it and they're they're they can back it up with their actions. um, They should be celebrating. I just think it's, Really remarkable because we have not seen that from this pretty much same group of players from a year ago and two years ago. I mean, there's a, there's are several d- new players here from Delvin Tomlinson to Shelley Harris to Smith. I get that, but you know, we've had Delpit, we've had Ward, we've had Emerson, we've had Newsom back there, and it's just it's just really nice to see these guys play, you know, energized and really seemingly be engaged
0: everybody's playing well they're all taking butt and you know they're not playing very much they're not taking very many snaps because everything is a three and out yeah so, yeah this fact there's, there's just you know that's not to say that you know Indianapolis may come up with a really great game plan and find a way around it and score a bunch of touchdowns
1: i don't know but i don't think it's very likely ellie <laughs> did you see that on the first drive of last week's game i wrote a little bit about this in fans first article there on our website that on that first drive the 49ers in four or five plays went 84 yards and scored a touchdown and from that first possession and the last possession i calculated because i was watching the game live at the stadium they actually showed it on the scoreboard when the Browns were driving for that last field goal that gave them the lead at that point, they looked up at this. I looked at the scoreboard and it showed the Browns had 320 or 330 yards of total offense. And the Niners had 160 yards. So then they finished with 215. So basically from the time between the time of their la their, their next drive until their last drive, I think I calculated they, the 49ers only had 70 some yards of offense.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Just yeah, so no, impressive the same thing it was they were basically shut down uh in the middle of the game. And the, and the f- first uh drive I think there were some questionable penalty calls and stuff, but yes. But okay. Um next slide. Oops. Uh, I missed
1: it was the, oh, Okay,
0: was. so here we go. Now with the Browns on offense, uh, we think Joel Batonio will probably play. I'm not sure about that. Um, okay. Yeah, we have some red spots here. We have Jed Wills. Jed Wills um, is the most uh, <laughs> persuasive individual on the team. I don't know why he's keeping his job. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I don't know what is going on with him. He's normally a very good receiver. He hasn't done anything this season. Ah, uh, Jerome Ford. I probably should have upgraded him um, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He should be orange. I think that was a mistake, leaving him red. Sorry, Jerome.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but uh, you know, they the uh, the Colts have uh, a very credible defense. Uh, there's a few average players. Linebackers, I guess they are uh, rated below average. And okay, now they are starting a rookie. Seventh round pick Jalen Jones at cornerback.
1: Mm,
0: and okay. uh now uh Pro Football Focus rated him rather highly. I'm skeptical whether that rating is warranted, that's why I'm coloring that box red. I think theirs is green, actually. A light now, juju Brent, where's he from?
1: Brent on the know. other side.
0: Uh you caught okay. me. I don't know where he's from, but um.
1: There was another kid that got drafted with the last name Brents. I thought maybe that was this last year, but that that sounds like that might be from a. He's been on the team before.
0: Yeah, that I don't know, oh. but I think okay. you know they're they're uh, they've got some talent uh, on the defensive line. I think I think they're yeah, going but not
1: to- much. I mean, if our offense is gonna mm-hmm. going to start going. Maybe this is the week to do it, right? I mean, we can, you know, even with PJ Walker.
0: Well, DeForest Buckner is a first round draft pick, and Samson, uh, yeah. Mickey Baum okay. is probably going to beat up Jed Wills. So I think, <laughs> um, whoever plays quarterback, I've got Deshaun Watson listed there. I put that in the beginning of the week. I, I yeah. probably need to, uh, adjust that. I think it will be, uh, in fact, uh, PJ Walker. Um, and uh, I think PJ better get on his horse because those uh, linemen are going to come around the uh, left side of the Browns' offensive line. Is
1: Shaquille Leonard the uh, the linebacker? Has he been around on that team for a while? Or was he with somebody else before?
0: See, oh, cool. um, I really don't know his story. I I just okay. know that uh, his rating at Pro Football Focus was not outstanding. Okay. And I went along with their rating in this okay. case.
1: So what are your um overall – we have more slides?
0: No, I just you know really think that the Browns' ineptitude so- on offense can probably compensate um, for whatever weaknesses the Colts so- have on defense.
1: So tell me then in a gist, like what's your final assessment on this game Sunday? We'll have a pregame show and probably a postgame, but I want to I, hear what I you just want. Do. I
0: just want the offense to not lose the game for the team. They don't have to be outstanding. They don't have to do heroic deeds on offense. Mm-hmm. Just don't lose it. Just don't yeah. throw the ball with unnecessary crazy plays. Right. Just try to make uh, a few yards and, you know, play positional football if if we make 20 yards and punt they make 10 yards and punt we're eventually going to get close enough in order <laughs> to pick a field goal but that's really the way that i i like that take. yeah i yeah.
1: like that elliot very good <laughs> do you see yeah. a, a modest scoring a better more scoring than last week because we are inside don't yeah
0: and i think that um uh, the Colts are nowhere near as formidable as San Francisco.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, I think. Uh, okay. Well, I agree. I'm going to, I'll go on. I mean, I think the Browns win. I don't know what, even what the line is right now, but I'll go um, Browns 26 to uh, Colts uh, 16. We'll go 26, 16. I think the Browns, uh, maybe, maybe the Colts score an easy touchdown on some mistake the Browns make offensively, like a turnover or a fumble, and that's how they get a touchdown. But then the Browns defense shuts them down. So I'll go 26-16, and they keep the Colts under 200 yards of offense. I'll, I'll be bold there. Well, not that bold. I mean, they've been doing that to most teams. So I'll say they keep them under 200. What do you think? You you agree, Elliot? Um I think it'll be very close. Uh,
0: I think that the Browns offense will keep the Colts in the game. I don't think that the Colts offense is going to move the ball. I think it'll be like the middle of the 49ers Browns game where the Colts will struggle to move the ball at all. I think that they'll depend upon Gardner Minshew and Minshew will be able to complete some passes. Minshew might. Throw for over 150 yards. Uh, that, was that was one other
1: thing. I was going to say that to you, Elliot. Also, I saw the few of the other Minsu um, stats and their quarterbacks. Last game, he threw the ball. I want to say was it 50 times? Last week's game, he threw the ball. You I Remember
0: that he went over 300 yards, but he threw some bad interceptions. He was like 30 for 50. Game. Yeah. Yeah, like they, that.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's pretty
0: crazy. Um, well,
1: we, yeah, we get, yeah, Elliot. Yeah.
0: So I, I, I would, uh, I would think that the point spread is like two and a half. And I think that's probably about right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know why the, the uh, over under is, I'm looking at uh, yeah fan duel and they're uh-huh. saying that the over under is 40, which is higher than it was for San Francisco and Cleveland.
1: Now, yeah.
0: So why is um why are the Colts more capable of scoring than San Francisco? Um do you
1: understand Well, even, the Colts better well I mean than I, think San I think it's I think it's I think it's a dome and I think um I just I think that they're looking at the fact that the Colts are generating offense like they they yeah, have been generating But
0: the Colts have a backup quarterback and the 49ers had Brock Purdy, but
1: that, but that back quarter, backup quarterback threw 50 times or 55 times last week. So, yeah, how many points
0: did they score? I don't know. Did Do they score a bunch? Um,
1: they scored 20. It was they lost 37 to 20 to Jacksonville.
0: Okay, well, so they gave up quite a number of points, so maybe they think yeah. that the Browns are going to score. But I
1: think it's a really good point that the team, a lot of an a- analysts of the Browns recently, and uh, we kind of talked about this here, is that. As long as the Browns can target that 1920 to 21 points a game, they should, based on what we've talked about tonight on their defense, be able to win a lot of these games. If they can just get to that 19 or 20 uh average that they're doing right now, that they should continue to win.
0: Yeah, I would I would look for uh somebody to be in the teens, you know, like uh yeah. If the game is played without a lot of turnovers, it would be like Browns 19 and Colts 17, something like that. Say okay. And how about the, how uh, about
1: Browns 19 and Colts 2? No. <laughs> that's
0: very possible. That's very possible. But I think you know there is a danger that the Browns might try to do Tricky plays and turn the ball over and allow the Colts to score. Well, I think I that's
1: everybody's fear. I mean, I know that. Well, if they lose this game, you know, we're going to be starting. We'll continue to bash Steady Eddie, and you know, we're going to be talking about all the mistakes because that likely that's the only way that this team can really lose in a game that they're playing Sunday against the Colts is if, if especially if their offense stumbles, they turn the ball over, they fumble it, mm-hmm. they throw interceptions. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a good, play, good game. I want to
0: play ball control offense, power football, uh to the extent that we can. Awesome. If we can establish the run, uh even a little bit, you know, yeah. understanding that uh that Ford if Ford can get you know four yards per carry yeah and make some first downs I'd stay with that even if we got to yeah. punt the ball a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with punting. Right.
1: Well, and, Elliot, I want to thank you for coming on tonight and uh, part of the Fanatical Elves Network. And uh, we're going to continue to bring, we'll have some uh, pregame shows. Are you working Sunday? Are you? Yes. Are you, uh, okay, so we won't have you for the, or we'll, will we have you for a pregame show maybe? When do you go in? I'll, early I'll, or late?
0: I have to check. I think I'm. Okay. I forget.
1: Um, okay. So we'll. I'll idea. check back with you. Well, we will have a pregame show. Uh, I think Steve Gill, who's normally here with us in the Fanatic L's, I believe he's traveling, um, so he's not able to join us tonight. But I think he did say he wants to be part of the pregame show Sunday, so we'll bring that to you. And I want to thank Steve also again for doing the pregame show and the postgame show on Sunday as I was down at Cleveland Brown Stadium and uh, was not able to uh, get on our network. But Steve did a wonderful job, so thank you. Again, Elliot, thanks for your time tonight. Appreciate it. Let's get a Browns win on Sunday. Look forward to talking to you more this weekend. And uh, everybody, enjoy. Tune in to us again on Apple and Spotify, and watch us on YouTube. Take care, everybody, and go Browns! Awesome. Let me see if I can find the music. Where's our music? Oh man, I gotta find our music. Can Where, can is Where is it? Where uh, is it? You can sing if you'd like. Here we go. Maybe this is it. Is this the right one? Oh, wrong one. Right, on, wrong one. Let's try that. There we go. Two. Hold on. <laughs> See everybody. Have a good night. There we go. It's not wanting to stop. We're still on the air. It's spinning, Elliot. Oh, wait a second.